This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The Rambam says that the paradigm of tshuva is somebody who comes to the same place and circumstances as he did the Avera, and he doesn't do it. So, as about 50 years ago, I was here for a Met game. I don't know if it's my worst Avera, certainly about my biggest, yeah, Shea Stadium. Don't, don't say because I guess your age if you say Shea Stadium. But um, I don't know if that was my worst Avera, but Baruch Hashem, the mitzvah of today is a, is a great mitzvah. So, I guess we'll, we'll use it as a bit of a kapara. I want to try to define one of the problems when we talk about things that there's such a consensus on is that we sort of, I don't know if the word is obfuscate, but we sort of tend to have a vagueness. Thank you very much. We... we We tend to be vague, and then a lot of unclear gray areas open up. So anytime you deal like with motherhood and apple pie and flag, because everybody is so pro, you have a hard time getting a sharp definition. Eretz Yisrael is one of those topics, and Kiddush Hashem is one of those topics. We all know the importance of Kiddush Hashem. We all have an intuitive sense. It's nice to make a good impression. You want people to think that you're wonderful. Judaism is wonderful. Hashem is wonderful. But can we get a more specific understanding that will help us really define some of those areas that it's not clear what it's about? Let me pose. I will make a because Baruch Hashem, I have a train to catch. And I found that speakers with trains to catch are very popular. I've, I've even had a few people buy me tickets sometimes in the middle of the speech for the next train. So it's, it's, um, I, I, I try to stick to the Nakuda, the point. I'll start. The Rambam says he speaks a lot about the halachas of Kiddush Hashem. The famous Kiddush Hashem is when a person is threatened with death if he doesn't commit one of the great sins or a lesser sin in public, different categories. And all of those we are enjoined to give our lives rather than to um, allow ourselves to do Avera. And that's a Kiddush Hashem. The Rambam says there's another example of Kiddush Hashem. And he says, If a person, um, if a person does not do an Avera, or he does something proper. Not because of any incentive. Neither fear, nor enticement, nor kavod. Only because of Hashem, like Yosef HaTzadik. That is, I raise him Kaddish Hashem. Okay. First of all, um, between Yosef and Potiphar, Nobody knew what happened, and the press got it wrong. Uh, um, you know, so, so what does it mean, a Kiddush Hashem? Who is the Kiddush Hashem? More than that, I'm troubled by 
where is the overlapping definition of Kiddush Hashem jumping in a fire or desisting from doing an Avera um, for no reason in the world except L'Shem Shemayim, like Zweig spoke to L'Shem Shemayim. I mean, they're both wonderful things. They're both, they're both very, very high moments, but is there a common denominator other than just a, a vague generality of being a wonderfully noble act? Is there something we can define what Kiddush Hashem is? That's something that really I find difficult. I think it's important we do it. We also, when we say we want to make a Kiddush Hashem for Umas HaOlam, it's kind of fake. It's like we want to put on a little show, a little dance show, so that they think we're wonderful and good and nice and fine. Those, that's the issue I want to deal with. And one, maybe one more point on the Rambam. The Rambam is talking here about L'Shem Shemayim 100% L'Shma. L'Shma, the Rambam says, is a unique motive that very few people ever reach. The Rambam, in quite a few places, points to this as being like the incredible, incredible act of a pure mitzvah. It's a great madrega, but what does it have to do with public presentation? And if I have a little bit of Shem Shemayim, what are we talking about? So I want to describe the point, and then we'll see it in a Yerushalmi. Um, let's think about the word Chil Hashem and Kiddush Hashem. What does Chil mean? What does Kiddush mean? So let's describe it as follows. For people who believe that the world is material, everybody believes the world's material. We also understand the world's material. Physics knows what it's talking about. Chemistry knows what it's talking about. Biology knows what it's talking about. The world is a physical world. And the reality around us responds and conforms to physical laws and activities. And I can take the greatest saint and I could... Uh, I, you know, I, I could take him apart biologically, and, he's, and he is like anybody else. But the question is, anything living, anything active, has an engine that drives it. What drives it? And the answer of the secular world is, it drives itself for itself. Cells are entities that do things to survive, or else they would not have survived. It's not because it's pre-programmed. It's not because um, there's anything about a grand plan. It's because it survives. What motivates a person? So um, the bigger part of evolution of evolutionary biology today is spent on trying to describe human behavior in terms of evolution. And the Yesoda Yesodos, the fundamental axiom is people act in ways that will make them survive more themselves, their species. In other words, the engine that drives the world is a material engine. That's what a material world is. We have a very different concept of a world. There is a world as physical as described by science, and we have no doubt about it. But that is a shell, and filling that shell is another engine that's driving it. 
altruism can be described as materially driven, and there are 101 explanations. Every few weeks there's a new book explaining it's better for yourself. It's, it's sort of if everybody helps everybody else, I'll need something like an insurance company. It's better for the species. It's, it's a, a vestige of some, of some past uh, time when it was better. Those are all material explanations because the world is solidly material through and through. We have a different picture of the world. Inside a shell of a very physical shell, there's an engine that is of a different nature. And that's what we mean divine. It's like the mind is to the brain. We don't... Um, we, we believe in neurology down to the last T, except that's the beginning. There's, there, there's a content. Biology um, is a perfect description of human being, the shell, not the content. And the content is what we call the neshama. The reason why I reach out and help somebody is because my body is a glove to some sort of soul which is not physical. It's not only not physical, it has none of the motivations, drives, or anything that's in common with physical reality. I have Kedusha. That's something, it's a type of instinct that is not from material, of material, for material. It's of spiritual, for spiritual, and it uses and controls my body to a certain degree for that purpose. Those are the two distinct worldviews of maminim and enam maminim. If I, if I hollow out the person and I say the shell without the content, that's called chilul. The word chalal means a void. In modern Ivrit, halal is space. A halal in, the, in, in Chumash means a corpse, a body that's soulless. It's an empty. It's, there's a void inside it. it, it's, it, it all it is is just a body. Chilul Hashem means that I present the world as being void of anything more than material. Kiddush Hashem, the word Kedusha is designation. Designation means I take a cup of water. Um, if somebody were to be makdishit to the base of Migdash, this cup of water would be the same cup of water. It would be the same chemical composition and the same plastic but it would have a soul to it, a designation. It is, it is designated for something else. This is no longer water. It's water that's there as a vehicle for something else. So we have two worldviews, and they, they come, they, they are at the core and at the essence, the distinction between emuna in its totality and kfir in its totality. One sees the world as a makom chalol, empty and void. We can only look and explain it 
on its physical and material being. That's all explanations. And or we have a sense that everything has in itself a soul, and that's called kadosh. It means a designation outside of its material self for some other purpose. This is realized and manifested in two ways. I can talk and preach all day long about wonderful things until the guy stops him over there. <laughs> but, okay, many good people in the world are idealistic and they want, uh, they want a utopia of sorts and they preach a utopia. But people who are more, um, shall we say, realistic, uh, say, okay, that's a dream. It's not reality. If you're an evolutionist who believes in the material world, then the utopia preaching is a dream that's not connected to reality. It's not real. You want to change the world. That's what you want to do. You can't change things. Everything has an inertia to itself. When a person acts in a way that, the, that, that what is driving the person? Why is he doing what he's doing? And my only answer can be that there's another set of instincts that I can't divine from the physical world because I must be a shell for something else. That is when people say, no, there must be something else inside a person. There are two instances where that can be realized. One, I will do many things like a pyramid. I'll work hard to make a lot of money. I'll make a lot of money to enjoy myself. I'll sacrifice. I'll suffer hardships to cross a border, to go to a country with great economic opportunities. Everything that I do can somehow be subscribed to a material well-being. Even if in the short run, it, it, it's not pleasant. But what about if somebody gives his life? I'm giving my life for what? In the physical world, and yes, I know the Torah that for the species it's better. I want to tell you with my entire Itzahara, I don't care much about the species. I'll be very honest. And I don't think anyone really cares much about the species. Let the species take care of itself, and I want to take care of myself. When a person stands up and offers his life, then people say, there must be something bigger than what we call life than the vital signs on a hospital sheet. And that's Kiddush Hashem. When I imbue, I bring down into the world an undeniable message that there's more to the world and to a human being than physical self-fulfilling drives. That's one. Second case, when I do something that the only motive that can be subscribed to it is something else. Yes, I can do, I can be altruistic. I can do it, you know, I do the guy a favor, you never know when it'll come back again. It's still nice, it's still a good thing, but at the end of the day, it is not showing that the world has more than something physical. I can do it for covered. I can be honored at an institution. It's nice. It's pleasant. I don't know if it's worth the money you put in, but still, it's something that, that is, okay, you know, it's, 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 um, 
But when I find a person, when Yosef Atzadik does it, and it's not a question of who observed, the etzim act itself, the very act of doing something, the only thing that controlled Yosef Atzadik is a, a, it's, it's a restraint that comes not from this world. Every fiber of his body, of his drives, is urging him to do it. And he says, no, something I can't do, that is bringing Elokus into the Bria. So we have two areas where we are the ones that bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the Bria. When we do Mr. Nefesh, and we do things with a certain purative motive. I want to quote a, it's, it's a medrash, and it's something that is also Yerushalmi. And both of them, um, the Yerushalmi's Gersef fills in some pieces. They complement each other. It's the same story with a bit of a compliment. So, Maiseb Reb Shimeshatach. The Yerushalmi brings that Reb Shimon Ben Shatach, who was one of the very early Tanoim, is one of the Zugos, worked very hard at flax, working flax. Flax seemed to have been a very difficult, and that was his parnasa, and he worked very hard at it. His students came to him and said, we, I'll, I have a better business for you, much easier. And he bought him a donkey, a chamor. So it says he bought it from a non-Jew, from Yishmaeli Echod, and I guess, I don't know exactly what business he was going to into, but whatever it was, it was much easier. His Talmudim said, you won't have to work so hard. My obvious assumption is that if Shimon Meshachach wouldn't work so hard, he wouldn't use the other time for golfing. He was a big Talmud Chachem. He was one of the pillars of the, the sort of the forerunners of the Mishnah, the beginners of the Mishnah. He was a great Dayan. He would use it for something very valuable, his time studying, helping people, leadership, whatever it took. So they found a diamond. Umrulo. So some can said, Rebbe, Birchas Hashem Hitashir, Hashkacha Pratis, Minashamayim, Akadosh Baruch Hu got you a diamond. And that's it. You don't even have to drive the donkey. That's it. You know, you're, you're, you're set for life. And again, the life is going to be used, it'll be used for wonderful things. So Shimon Shatach said, does the person know about it? No. So he said, I did not buy a diamond, I bought a donkey. So it says, Holach vechzir He returned it to the non-Jew. Vekarolov oisishmeli. And that Yishmeli said, Baruch Hashem Elokei Shimon ben Shatach. Blessed be the God of Shimon ben Shatach. Hevei meum nosel shobos vedom atiyodea monosel shakadish baruchu. From the faithfulness of a human being, you can extrapolate the faithfulness of God. Shenem on the shalem schara mitzvahs that he's believed to pay for mitzvahs. In the Yerushalmi, it says it says a piece before. It says that when he came to him and told him you got rich and this and that, he said, "Boy, have a shimon ben shotach mashma." Shimon ben Shatach prefers to hear the words, blessed be the God of the Jews, 
agar alma more than the schar of anything in this world. What happened? You can talk and preach honesty all day long, and it's it's talk. And even you know, and, and not not that person is a hypocrite or doesn't mean it, but can people really, really be honest when there are zero consequences and you didn't rob anybody and so on? No, that's a non-material value. In the great world of evolution, every animal ate the morsel of food that, that it has and that made it survive. And those poor animals that thought of, of, of giving back the food didn't survive. That's not, that's not a material value. It's not a material drive. So when somebody introduces that value into the world, that becomes God's presence in the world. We speak about God. When somebody speaks about a universe that is out there, if somebody comes along you with the following hypothesis, there is a universe somewhere. We can't see it, feel it, touch it, hear it, communicate in any way in which angels dance all day and, I don't know, you, you know, fill in the blanks. A, I can neither deny nor affirm that. And the real truth is, it's a meaningless statement once you've told me it's not part of this world and it can't be and it can't connect to this world. So, so I mean, it, it, this counts like a paradigm of Dvarim Betelem. It means nothing. I come and say Hashem is faithful and Nehman and this and that and so on and so forth. It, it, that has no, no relevance to us. So it's like everything else we talk about God. It's like some sort of idle philosophical speculation. But if a person brings Nemanis into this world, if on the body of Shimon ben Shatach, the God of Shimon ben Shatach means that Shimon ben Shatach is the body for, the, for divineness into this world, if a person can be a Neman, a trusted person, the way he was, then Hashem's emuna comes to this world. And from that story of Shem and Beshatach's emuna, I understand what it means. Incredible. So if we're to ask ourselves in the big picture, and let's talk a few minutes about ourselves and what it means. It's not about making a good impression. It's not a PR job. It's not a Shanda Nagoyim, and it's not all of that. It's certainly those things should matter. But it's a lot deeper than that. Anything that we preach and believe in, yes, we have a responsibility. We are a Kaddish Baruch who's representing this world. It's not to talk about God. It's not to preach about God. It's not to make impressions. It's about to bring a sense that there's something in the core of this world in terms of what drives it, that's much deeper. Most people can't connect to it until, I guess, Klal Yisrael will open their eyes. For most people, the world is a physical loop. It sort of, it's, it, it enforces itself, reinforces itself, and just keeps on supporting itself. But when a person's in a workplace, and this is the area of, of where people who are out in the world have so much more to offer than people who are in the cloister and medrash. Each person needs to be where he is, where Kashmir will put him. When a person sees somebody, they in the out in the workplace, and the person is motivated by other things. 
a person turns down, it's not, he's not a kind of nebbish guy and so on. He's a rough, tough businessman. And he makes hard deals. But every so often he says, this is wrong. And I won't do it. And the guy says, we cleared it with the law department. They, they said, they signed on, they said, this is brilliant. They might make a new law after you get through with it. But, but the, as you've done it, it's, it's, you're, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's excellent. And you say, I know, as a businessman, profit drives me. But something drives me more. Than, I'm a man before I'm a businessman. And, and for what I drive, I'm, I'm going to desist. If a person has opportunities to do wrong things, and everyone figure out themselves in a setting, and a person says, no, because there's something more to me. And people notice it. People understand it. If, if, if I act considerately to people, past way beyond what would normally be required, and I do it because it's generally my drive to be merachim al kol that makes an impression. People at least gain a sense that, you know what? There is something else to the world. Maybe it's only the Jews, or maybe the Jews are just, they're just the forerunners of it. They're the harbingers of, 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 of that type of thing. And from us, they see it. The, the world devoid of Akarish Baruch Hu is cholul. And that's the Chil Hashem. The world that has a Kaddish Baruch Hu as its core and as its drive, that's Kiddush Hashem. And the only ones that can make it happen is us. There's an extraordinary story, um, then we'll finish with that. There's an extraordinary story about the Shem Shatach that the Gemara brings. And it fits the person and it's an understanding why only he could have done it. The Mara brings in Sanhedrin that Shimon Ashatach had a brother-in-law, Yanei Melech. They were kind of very different. Yanei Melech killed out all Chachmei Yisrael. Shimon Ashatach had to run away. And not an easy, it was part of those kings in the second, those Hellenized kings in the, in the second uh, temple era. Really trouble. And one of the servants, one of the slaves of Yanei Melech killed somebody. And they hold him into the Sanhedrin to be tried. And Shem Shatach insisted that Yanai HaMelech must come and be there. It has a halachic explanation. Why? That's not the relevant piece over here. And when he walked in, he sat down. And Shem Shatach told him, Amod Stand up. They're going to testify against your servant. And again, there was an obligation for him to act as, a, as sort of the, 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 the uh, trustee of some sort. And you must stand on your feet like an accused, and they will bear witness against you. So he said, um, and it, it says that the king turned to the people on the right, to everybody else, and said, is that what you think? And they all looked down on the ground. They were scared. And they didn't want to say. He looked at the people to the left of Shemesh and, he was, and they were scared. They didn't want to say. And Shem Shatach told him, he said, I'm not demanding in my name that you stand in front of me. You're standing before God. And that's why you're required to stand. Stand up. The only person 
that has the right to make that demand is a person that lives that way. If Shimon ben Shatach were to have a personal agenda, then his ability to say that statement with the full, with the full passion of a person whose conscience is clear would not exist. If I don't feel that way, and I don't act that way, if my driving force is not a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and is not Kiddush Hashem, then I can't demand that. The demand falls hollow on his ears, and, and I can't say it with conviction. Shimon ben Shatach, whose very self was Brich Rachmana Lekei de Shimon Shatach, he could stand in front of the king and say, you're not standing in my presence, because my presence is the presence of the divine. It's something that we all ache, unfortunately, many, many times when people who represent us publicly or or our public persona are acting in ways less than we would be proud of. We can talk, write articles, and do many other things. When you act a certain way, when your own presence is, and again, these are the type of things, it's like voting, Everyone can make the argument, my vote doesn't count. But when 100 million people make that argument, then it doesn't count. If we make, if every single person develops this sense in himself, then the public face of our community, communities, would also be different. To, to demand a per integrity from the person standing in front of me, there can't be me. I can't demand integrity of the other person when I'm the one who's got an issue. I've got to be able to say that I'm just a vehicle for a Lakar Shemeshata. So Kiddush Hashem is probably the most appropriate. It's our core mission as Kalal Yisrael, as Rev Zweig said, and I'm talking about the personal level. That mission is to project honestly, because that's who we are, that yes, we're physical selves with physical drives and needs and so on, and even weaknesses. But down deep, there's a mechanism that drives us that is not of this world. It's from somewhere else. That every single person look and say, Brich Rachmana Leka of this person and this person and this person. It could be in a small area, it could be in many areas, but that is Kiddush Hashem. And if we personally, the more personally we embody that we're just a vehicle for Rachmana, the Shemeshatach, then we can demand with, 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 with the full confidence and, and, the, and, and the full passion of Emes that from the Malachim stand and understand they're standing in front of Mishamaya Oilam. Kalal Yisrael is a group of individuals who each and every one is a vehicle for Kiddush Hashem. And those who represent Kalal Yisrael as the Kalal will certainly be that. And together we will be Mekadeh Shem Shemayim and bring on the Hashem Echad Lassilava. We began today at 8.30 in the morning with with a Dafyomi Shir, followed by another Dafyomi Shir. And from 10 o'clock through this hour, 30 different speakers teaching us Torah. 
The Orthodox Union touches 24,000 students in high school every year doing the exact same thing, teaching Torah, teaching Yiddishkeit. We do programs on 22 campuses for students in universities, in secular universities, teaching them Torah and touching Torah for them. We bring disabled members of our community, hearing impaired members of our community, closer to Torah and allowing them to have their role in Torah. But we're beginning to realize that our membership, the adults in the community, also need additional opportunities for Torah learning. And this program today is the first of what we intend to be an ongoing program in making exciting and varying dimensions of Torah available to all of us throughout North America and beyond. So thank you all for participating today. We hope that you will continue in this partnership in exploring our Holy Torah in the years ahead. Thank you very much, and we'll dive in Marv now.